Welcome to Him for Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say, Burry, and I am the host today of Him For Her Radio. Why do I say today? Because they might kick me off after this episode. I'm just so excited about this topic, ladies. I can't wait to introduce it to you. Uh, but before I do, I want to let you know I am here with my co-host, Reagan Kramer. Hello, Shug. I am so fired up about this topic because I'm going on vacation with my husband. That's a teaser. Oh, I love it. And the topic today is... How to keep your marriage hot. H-O-T hot. How to keep your marriage hot. And we are here with the experts. We are here (laughs) with Jay Bryan and Renee Kelva. They have Hearts Igniting Ministries. This is what I all want you listeners to know. I am probably more excited about this show than I am even about taping it on the air. I'm so excited to hear what they have to say, and I encourage you guys to go to their website. I have been groupies of theirs since I have found out about them. It's heartsigniting.com. They have a ministry, just a vibrant ministry, where they offer workshops. They facilitate those both nationally and internationally. They help serve couples in marriage coaching and classes since 2000. This dynamic duo, I'm looking right at them, dynamic duo, mixes teaching tools, personal coaching, as they help Couples pursue God's best interests for their marriages, not theirs, but God's best interests for their marriages. Jay Bryan and Renee, welcome to Him for Her Radio. I am dying to meet this couple. This is fantastic. <laughs> we, they sound amazing. Yes, we're so, so excited to be here. This, I, this is going to be a lot of fun for us. I can't wait. I mean, you know, the pre-show was was probably even better than what we're going to be talking about now. But I just want to, for a second, ask you guys to just fill in our listeners for a minute, a little bit about your personal life. Not too personal, but do you have any kids? <laughs> how long have you been married? Tell us, get, help us to get to know you. Well, actually, a hallmark of us is that we, we do share quite a bit about our lives. We're pretty transparent. So we talk about things that we're really good at, things that we should be really good at, and Things we want to be better at. Things we want to be better at. That's right. But um, this is my beautiful wife, Renee Calva. She is pastor, one of the pastors at Living Waters Church. And uh, I'm a pastor there as well. We together are family life pastors, and we've been married 20 years. And we do marriage ministry, and we love doing that. But we do other things, too. They're on the radio. <laughs> People, yes. listeners, they are on AM 980, The Mission. They have how many podcasts? Uh, 75. They're live on Saturdays, and you can listen to them from 11 o'clock to 11.30 on Saturdays to their show. Um, I think I have gone through most of them. I just, I find it fun. I love it. I Hey, Blair, is our marriage better now that I've been listening to these two? I just can't wait to get into it. Um, <laughs> tonight, I got date night with my man, Blair, and uh, he told me to take good notes. So here we are. Let me ask the first question that's on all of our hearts. Why even bother keeping your marriage hot if you're already married? 
Mm, Do you want to go first here? I do. I do, because that is one of the things that's so important to us. I think that sometimes we can feel like we're already married. Does romance really matter? Does it matter if we have that passion? You know, it was enough passion to get us into this. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, as long as we're committed, it's okay. And we just really have a passion for couples to continue to experience ecstasy in their marriages. Oh my gosh, I'm blushing already. Yes, yes. There's a word you don't hear every day. Yes, (laughs) and and that God wants that for us. I think Jay Bryan is is signaling for you to go out uh, out of the studio here. He's got some plans. I do have some plans. Really, so far I'm liking my chances. Yes, yes. So I think it is so important because really romance is the gateway to intimacy. So that continued pursuit and keeping that romance alive is what leads us to deeper intimacy in our marriages. That is wisdom. Romance mm-hmm. is the gateway to intimacy. Reagan is writing this I'm down. writing this down yes. for my vacation. Yes. Yeah. Right, where are you going? Mexico. When? Ooh. Tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. No way. By ourselves, no kids. Ooh, Very romantic. I know. And so what is your definition of romance? The definition of romance, I I think it has to do, for us, it's anything that sort of stokes the fire Mm -hmm. of passion for one another. Romance is about pursuit. It's pursuing the other person. Sometimes it sneaks up on you. We've had times where we're having a conversation and we're sitting across the table from one another and it's business or Mm businessy. And then all of a sudden we get all the business cleared away. And the only thing that's left is her and me. And as I look at you, and we reconnect, you go, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the beginning of romance, that's... where you've you've gotten everything else off the table. You've dropped all of your swords and all your tools and mm-hmm. all your everything, your briefcase, mm-hmm. so to speak, of life. And the only thing that's left is the two of you. And that is great soil uh, for loving each other. Right. I mean, can I just say the way you're looking at each other right now? I'm talking on the radio. Reagan, I, told I feel you. like we should leave the room. I do, too. <laughs> I do like my chances. You know, I, I, you bring up a good point. I have found with my own husband, we've been together more than 40 years, that, um, you know, we can, we, every night we have made a point of sitting down and visiting about our day, either with the kids were little in that home, now they're grown and gone. Um, but it just was really important because you got to that point where you you needed to actually spend that time together before mm-hmm. you can get to the point of, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. the guy I mm-hmm. fell in love with. You know, we like to RV and go camping around the United States. And it takes him a couple of days before I say, there you are. Yes. <laughs> and then watch out, people. <laughs> <laughs> so is keeping a marriage hot just about physical or is it also a sexual connection? No, that's the same thing. Is it physical or mental? Which one is it? Well, if you would say, if you ask Brian, is it about the sexual connection? He would say, yes, definitely. And is that actually, a guy thing? It is It is <laughs> not only a guy thing. Actually, we're wired that way. And one of the problems that guys face in the world is that being wired that way, sometimes the world doesn't look at it as that. They would rather call that, oh, yeah, we know about men. Men are pigs and blah, blah, blah. But we really are. We are visual. We are the the closest we will ever be to another human being is when we are, well, I'll just say it, making love with our spouse. Right. When we're, when we're together in that way, that's as close. And it's, there's chemical reasons why that's true. Renee, talk about oxytocin just for a second. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a huge uh, awareness to me, that concept of, you know, you know, oh, all you want is sex. But realizing that that is because you feel bonded to me at that time mm-hmm. in a way that I feel just talking with you about my day. 
and that I unfairly I can feel bonded just through talking and through caring with for my kids and for having a conversation on the phone with Suge. I can just feel so bonded and together. And you, as my husband, only feel that level of bonding when we're with one another physically. Mm -hmm. And so that pursuit, I should not resent that pursuit. I should be so excited that you are choosing to pursue bonding with me. Mm -hmm. I remember when my mom gave me that advice when I was young in my marriage, she said, don't withhold from your husband. I'm like, what? That is so old fashioned. (laughs) Right. But you know what? I got to tell you, ladies, you know, school of hard knocks. It's true. It's true. You know, Mm -hmm. for some reason with men, they tend to connect a little bit better when they have had that physical. Right. You know, it's kind of backwards. Like I'm pulling the, the cart before the horse. But, you know, even scripture tells us, yes. do not withhold from your spouse. Right. And there's a reason, because that's the way they're wired. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not just what's good for him. It's good for both of us. Exactly. That's that's mm-hmm. the other piece. The, the reality is I'm more likely to want to connect on that emotional level, and he's more likely to want to connect on that physical level. It's not the same for every couple. That's one thing about romance is we always want to say it's so different for everybody that, that you know, that it's going to be different, but that we shouldn't resent how God made us in how we want to pursue that. But it's helpful to understand that just because I think that, uh, that that I'm interested, that doesn't mean that you're ready. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's a whole nother conversation. Guys can be ready just like that. Mm -hmm. I can't snap my fingers because it hurts. But but there's there's an emotional component. There's an emotional component that we need to pay attention to. There is. Ladies, if you're just listening, are you shocked? This is him for her radio. Women's hot topics. Today, the topic is on how to keep your marriage hot. I mean, I I just, it's so bizarre for me to hear from a guy who's so open about his feelings. I mean, not that my husband's not, but I love listening to this. I am with my co, I want to say anchor, that's not what she is. She's my co-guest today, Reagan Kramer. Reagan, kick us off again. Jay, that's a really good point. Um, Jay, Brian, what you were just saying about, she may not be ready And I notice in my marriage, you know, if I come home from a long day and I'm all fired up about something or I'm tired, it takes me a couple hours of that emotional outlet talking to my husband, sorting through what has happened um, Mm -hmm. until I can even pick up on those signals. I mean, I might be a little slow, you know, and I'm just like (laughs) the whole time he's like, honey, you know, but just to really um, give ourselves some grace on that and, and really try to pick up on those signals a little earlier, but I think it's easier. It's nice just to even verbalize like, honey, I've had a hard day. I love you. And let's connect this way. Right. And then we're ready to connect in a more physical way. One of the things that we have talked about is that if he's showing an interest in being together, what we've tried to do is if it's not going to be tonight, I will be ready within 24 hours. That's good. And I I can really set my intention. Like I see you pursuing me. But but I'm I'm not quite there. I've got some things that I'm working yeah. through or whatever, but I'm not going to hold you off for two weeks. OK, I don't mean to, you know, announce the elephant in the room here, but, you know, moms, we're tired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got babies, yeah. you got drool on, you got spit up, you're changing diapers, mm-hmm. you got a little feces floating around. You know, <laughs> I got to tell it's you, and then my man comes in and says, hey, baby, drop your pants. I mean, this just <laughs> doesn't feel comfortable to me. So what can men do? To become more, oh, I'm just going to speak it like it is. What can men do to become more aware of where we're at and if we're ready? I think this is a great time to talk about the 4-2 plan, dear. Cool. Uh, okay. 
Oh, and, I'm going to talk about should, the 4-2 yeah. plan. Okay. Well, one of the things uh, that we like to talk about is the 4-2 plan. And so men need to recognize that we don't connect physically first. We aren't always immediately ready. As a rule. Right. Mm-hmm. And so giving us a heads up about what's on your mind is helpful. You know, there is, we like spontaneity, but not probably as much as you do. And so, you know, letting us know ahead of time, like, you know, I'm I'm thinking about you in this way, but... Here's then how you can pursue your wife. You can pursue her emotionally four times a week. You're going to initiate an emotional pursuit of your wife, whether that's asking what you can do to help with something. It's asking her about how her day was and really listening to what she has to say about it. Asking what's on her heart right now. What is she dreaming about? Mm -hmm. What are some things that she's, you know, you are initiating not just sexually, you are initiating emotional connection with your okay, wife. Okay, uh, you know, Reagan and I are taking notes. Yes. We're going to leave them out on the kitchen table just accidentally. <laughs> yes. Well, I've got a part for us ladies to play as well. But men, that's the part that you can play, that you would pursue your wife, not just sexually, pursue her emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, touch is a big thing, too. It's just grabbing in a, in a not-so-God-honoring uh, way. I think it's much better if they can come up and touch you in an affectionate way. Yes, we have um, had many discussions about whether or not non-sexual touch actually exists. I'm getting better. Yeah, yeah. He mm. said that's not a thing, non-sexual touch. That doesn't exist. But <laughs> but now he's becoming more aware that, that you can actually have non-sexual touch. See, holding hands to you means something different than it does to me. And, you know, ladies, I want you to keep this in context Good. as well, that, you know, that this is in a healthy relationship. Yeah. This is not in a sexual way where men are overcoming women, mm-hmm. whether they want mm-hmm. it or not. This is in a mutual relationship in marriage. And I know that there's a lot of, of slantedness out there. I want you to be praying to the Lord and giving it to him. If you're listening for the first time, this is him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. And today we are talking about how to keep your marriage hot. We are with Renee and Jay Brian Kelva, and they are with Hearts Igniting Ministries. How can people get a hold of you? You can find us at heartsigniting.com. Pretty much anything that you would want to know about our ministry, any of our podcasts you can link to there, any of the events that we have coming up, check us out there. I love it. Reagan, what can you share? Well, I was just thinking when you guys were saying the emotional connection, I think the sexiest thing that my husband and I do together to initiate that emotion is pray together. Mm. And so I feel like when you bring God into it and whether, you know, there's things on your heart that you're worried about or from the day or just thanking God for what's going on or your kids, like to me, it is the most beautiful thing we can do together. And then I'm like all in. I'm like, uh, you know, you know, my husband just announced his retirement and he's been home now like a week and he reads a devotion to me every morning. I got to tell you, that's hot. I got to tell you. (laughs) What is it? You know, there's something about men. Can we talk? Just ignore us for a minute, Jay Brand. <laughs> There's something about a guy who loves the Lord, who treats children well, mm-hmm. and who honors his wife. As a matter Amen. of fact, Scripture is really clear about this. Genesis says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they should become one flesh. I absolutely love that. Ephesians says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Mm. He gave up his life for her. Reagan, I am all on board. I wish I had thought of that idea first. A man who prays is a sexy guy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and praying together has a unique kind of intimacy that really can lead to other types of intimacy. Yeah, yeah. I discovered that by accident um, early on in our marriage. Like, 
praying before we made love was mm. intense. Mm -hmm. And I know that people go, well, wait a minute, you know, why, why are you bringing God into that? I think God's all about that. Right. I, I think it's a funny thing that we sometimes think that in our physical intimacy with one another, like he leaves the room yeah, or something. Okay, now wait a minute. I'm really struggling this imagining good. this. John is back there going, yeah. You know, okay, now wait a minute. Now, just so I get this without too many details. You mean, okay, I am going to pray with my husband and now let's make love. Yes, not absolutely. Only, not only that, sometimes we pray while we're making okay, love. Okay, I got to I got to practice that. I don't know if that's <laughs> going to work for me. <laughs> I think there is an aspect. Let me just say this. If the word says that the Holy Spirit can teach us all things for life and godliness. And you know what? The Holy Spirit can make me really good at blessing my husband. You know, that's in, a great way to in the it. bedroom that Amen. he can he can instruct us. And, and, you know, how would you like to be supernaturally good? At making love with I one another. I told my husband I was. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> this might be even better now. He, watch out. You know, it takes a lot for me to blush. I have been in prison for almost 16 years, and I have dealt with all sorts of scenarios. My face is red as a beet. She looks like a lobster. Right? <laughs> okay, now let's talk about uh, the challenges that are in marriages. Um, mm. Oftentimes I work with women, and I talk to them and counsel them. Um, you know, we've had issues with adultery where the women have committed adultery, where men have committed the adultery, mm -hmm. goes back and forth because they didn't feel loved in their marriages. Mm -hmm. It's felt cool. It wasn't comfortable. Uh, the women have either just let themselves go, which um, bothers me because when you get married, I just am all about, you know, let's take care of ourselves for our spouses. Yeah. Um, what encouragement would you have for that dynamic? Well, one thing I want to say is that we can continue. We can wake up every single morning and choose um, to focus on our spouse, like literally make the choice every day that you are the person uh, that I love. And what I said 20 years ago, I still mean, and I say it every single day. Um, I, I I have to be honest. I don't always, always um, see only you in my day. I see lots of people all day long, but mm -hmm. I always choose you mm -hmm. and I choose to come home to you and I choose to stay with you and to stay focused on you. And, right. you know, your father, one of the pastors at our church has so often said, I made a decision that my wife was the most beautiful person in the world. And so, so to some degree, I just know that given all the potential options and the, uh, the work lives that we all have right now, focusing and choosing my wife is part of my daily thing. Right. And that's, that's the standpoint that I need to take as well. And, and for those couples that have been through this, we've, we have had many couples in our workshops that have been through adultery, that have been through um, pornography addiction, all those other aspects where there's just such hurt in that process. And one of the things we need to recognize that is adultery is not the illness, it's the symptom of the illness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times adultery is really the symptoms of a lack of intimacy. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of intimacy that's already happened. And so we need to be fair about that in our marriages, recognizing the adultery was very hurtful and it was wrong, but it in and of itself did not kill the intimacy. No. Mm -hmm. it, it was part of the symptom of that. Mm -hmm. How can people find out about um, you guys in some of the workshops? I know that we've touched on it a little bit, but these are important points. Um, you said to go to the website. What would that be? It's heartsigniting.com. We actually have a website, or I'm sorry, we have a workshop coming up February 14th in Ashby, Minnesota. And there's information. Ooh, how romantic. Isn't that a special yeah. day? It February is. 14th? Yeah. It is. And I'm sure Ashby is a very romantic little <laughs> Northern American town as and well. And do you know what we deal with in those workshops? 
Every single time we do a workshop, there's at least one or two or three couples out of the many couples that come that are uh, either uh, on marriage's death's door because of adultery or they discover during the workshop even. Sometimes, you know, the news just comes out because of uh, nothing hidden type stuff and they get breakthrough. And I mean, they don't leave destroyed. They leave um, like reignited. You know, guys get a little freaky thinking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to a marriage counselor. They're going to pound it into me. You know, it's going to be frustrating. What advice would you give them? You know, we had a a fireman, uh, literally a fire chief come to one once and it impressed upon him so much how little he wanted to be there that he has come to several of our seminars since. And we always tell this story. This is a man's man. This is as manly a guy as you can possibly imagine. And the last thing he wanted to do is spend three and a half days uh, thinking about his marriage and working on his marriage. And it took about 90 minutes and he was all in. Wow. And he likes to tell this story. And it's it's kind of like from that fireproof uh, movie where the guy says you wouldn't leave your spouse in a burning house, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Well, he he tells a, di- a different version of that and the armor that you put on and all the equipment, all the things that you do, it's worth doing to save your marriage. But he, he tells that story on purpose to make sure that the men in the room know that um, this is worth your time. Right. And I think the other aspect is you you get to choose how invested you are in it. You know, the, in this workshop setting, there's a lot of opportunities for you to go after deeper intimacy with your spouse. But no one's going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. And what you're going to find is, is that you're going to so enjoy the the deeper intimacy that you have. It's it's part of the issue is you haven't had the tools before. Mm-hmm. You haven't had the permission to to know how to share your feelings in a way that is acceptable, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. we would encourage you that we're going to look at emotional intimacy and spiritual intimacy, but husbands, we also are going to spend as much time talking about sexual intimacy mm-hmm. and we value that as much. And so, you Which know, is beneficial for the women to hear. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. That it is as important as every other type of intimacy. If you're just listening, my name is Shug Burry, him for her ministries. Here we are on the radio. We're talking about women's hot topics and the hot topic today is about how to keep your marriage hot. The next thought that I have, I want to address this to Reagan. Reagan, what do you do to keep your marriage hot? Well, my husband is amazing and he's he's really good at this. We've had a you know, we've had hard times. We've been married 14 years and everyone's marriage ebbs and flows mm-hmm. in reality. Um but you know, the simple things almost every morning he makes me coffee. That mm-hmm. is huge for me. Like that's just showing love for me. Um one uh Valentine's Day, he got this little box that said love, and he wrote out, um, I don't know, like 30 little slips of what he loved about me. Like, I love how you love our son. Mm-hmm. I love how you cry at movies. You know, just the little things that he loves about me, that made a huge emotional connection. So that's kind of like the special things, but then the everyday things. Yes. Are, I see you, you know, I love you. And he says my name a lot, which I think is really good. Because I, like I think I think it's intimate, and I think we lose that with people who we spend a lot of time with. Mm. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, he'll he'll say like, "I love you, Reagan Kramer." I was going to ask: Is mm. he saying your name, or is he saying, "Hey, I love you, baby"? No, he's saying my name, that is and so I think intimate. it's really powerful. And I intimate. love that. 
George, I what a guy. That proves too that it's not the big things. Sometimes we think keeping our marriage hot is about big things. It's all the little things mm-hmm. that we do. As we wrap up, you guys way too fast at time. Mm-hmm. Jay Bryan and Renee Calva with Hearts Igniting Ministries. What um, can we just take the last ten seconds, fifteen seconds, and share a little bit of words of wisdom for wives and for husbands? Well, I think we should finish the part two of the four two plan. Oh, please, wives. Your job, your husband's going to initiate four times a week. You're going to initiate sexually twice a week. Oh, here, I thought we were off the hook. And <laughs> so it's our opportunity, and, and we're not good at it at first mm-hmm. because we're not used to having to do that. But we, I encourage wives to do that. Men everywhere are applauding. <laughs> <laughs> My husband's like two times. <laughs> I paid the studio audience. I'm just thankful that you guys are here. And as I wrap up, ladies, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would ask that today you would invite him into your hearts. Why? Because I tell you, when the Holy Spirit is living in you and guiding you and protecting you, your marriage is going to rock. My name is Sugbury Him for Her Radio. I am here with the Calvas, with Jay Bryan and Renee, my co-host, Reagan Kramer. Ladies, till next time, over and out.